This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections, and Inc., and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Gravy Podcast. This is part two of my conversation with Diane Helbig, the author of the brand new book, Succeed Without Selling. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why empathy is a meta skill in complex sales and why it's so hard for salespeople because most salespeople, good salespeople, are naturally self-centered or outcome-driven. My text messaging insider group has been buzzing with comments about the first episode with Diane, and it's all been really positive. I'd love to know what you think. You can text me directly at 706-397-4599. That's 706-397-4599. You can just text Hi Jeb, you can text podcast, you can text Sales Gravy, or you can just text a question to me or text your comment. Love to hear from you, and I promise that I will respond directly to you if you send me the text message. You can text me directly at 706-397-4599. That's 706-397-4599. Now, here's the continuation of my conversation with Diane Helbig on how to succeed without selling. The the statistics and the the scientific data tells us that salespeople that are more self-centered over time have a tendency to to do better than people who are more empathetic. Now, there's a reason for that, but I'm I'm interested in in, in how how do we – yeah. People who are naturally self-centered. I mean, that, yeah. I think there's there's a part of that that's in sales. And even as a business owner, you got to you know, a little bit self-centered because you got to put all your effort in your business. How do you how do you shift into be other focused? Yeah. It, uh, so um, there's two. I guess I would say there's two parts to this. One is that if you believe that that's how you're going to get to goal right? That, that being interested in other people is how you're going to get to goal. And that that goal is to have really great business with people and companies you really like and can really help because long-term that's going to be what's best for your business and best for you. Then you naturally want to do whatever it takes to make that happen. So then if you say, okay, the only way I'm going to know whether this is a relationship I should enter into is by learning about them. So I I just have to make that happen, right? My focus has to be on discovery, investigation, archeology, span you know, whatever you wanna call it, so that I can learn as much about them, not just about the problem that they're having that I could solve, but them, how they work, their philosophies, their values, whatever it is, because all of those things are part of being in a business relationship because then the more I know, the more I'm going to be able to identify how I can help them. And then I can shine because I'm going to be able to point it out to them. I'm going to be able to say, this is what I heard. This is how we can help. So my ego gets fed. It just gets fed better because I'm really, and and it makes it easier. It's hard to have objections when I've really heard what you said and I'm matching everything mm-hmm. to what you told me, right? Then we're both walking down the same road. So I think it comes down to really understanding what you want and that the way to get there is by 
knowing as much as you possibly can about your prospect. So I th- I, a couple of things you said there, I think was important. So one of the things for people in sales is objections. And I wrote a book called Objections and, uh, and you know, and people are very, very interested in objections. Yesterday, I was doing a, uh, did a, a training with a, a group of, uh, of veteran salespeople, and we were talking about objections, and what we, one of the things I said to them is the best objection that you get is the one that never shows up, yeah. and it doesn't show up because you did all the work up front, and you were, and you got to know them, and as you got to know them, then that you know the the either the objections got on the table or the objections just went away and it's often when you go hello want to buy you know yeah. that, that's when the, you know that's when the objections go up so i think that was really important the thing that you said there about making sure that you're doing all of that homework and and i love it you know sales archaeology that sounds like a good a good uh, name it? of a book yeah so okay, you're doing fine. <laughs> But you're, you know, you're doing sales archaeology and understanding them. And as you pull all that information in, you're, you're matching your recommendations to what they see as both their success criteria and their evaluation criteria for doing business with you. And when you match it up, there's no objection. It just makes sense to do business together. Exactly. For both of you, right? Yes. And, and if it doesn't match up, you know it doesn't match up. So you say, listen, I'm not the best resource for you. Let me point you towards somebody who is. And, and so there's none of that, you know, weird conversation. But this is also why the salesperson has to ask a lot of questions and questions that are uncomfortable, they think are uncomfortable, you know, the budget question, the decision-making question. There's ways of asking those questions so that you just continue to build the trust and show up as a professional, you know, someone who really knows what they're doing and really understands that you need that information in order to be able to accurately propose a solution or not with with that person. That makes perfectly good sense to me. Let's go back to uh, being over other focused for a moment. So I made a sure. statement earlier that people, salespeople that over time outperform all the other salespeople have a tendency to be lower on the empathy scale. So there's, they're more self-centered. And what you're saying is that we need to be more other focused. So, so I, I think what, if I could encapsulate that, it means that if, if you're like me where, and I'm, and when I say self-centered, I'm outcome focused. So when I'm in a meeting, I'm always thinking about the outcome. Like what's the next step? What am I getting to? What am I closing for? And that's one of the reasons why people who are, are more self-centered and less other focused have a tendency to do better over time because they're much more likely to advance the sale through the process. People uh-huh. who are high empathy, right? And really other focused when it comes down to asking for the next step, they're thinking, oh my god i don't want to be too pushy so they end up with a lot of call me maybes and you know i'll get with you next week and things like that so and but one of the problems that that, and i think this is important for the conversation we're having is that people who are more self-centric are lower on the empathy scale it works great in transactional sales so if it's a you know i need to sell you something i'm selling you a widget and it's a one call close that is a it is a it is probably the best attribute you can have is no empathy close the deal but when you're talking about building long-term relationships with people and you're talking about complex sales and spending a lot of money and you know serving your customers over time you you can't live in that world because all you're focused on is getting as much out of your customer in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of emotional investment and right. and it just doesn't work so so what you have to do is you have to start being intentional 
about being other focused. In other words, before you walk into a conversation right. with a customer or with some customers walking into you, you have to, to tell your brain, I need to stop listen, pay attention, get out of my own head. And, and you, and the way that I do that is I remind myself of the benefits. Like you said, if I really listen, if I'm doing that sales architecture, architecture, yeah. archeology, span yeah. sales archeology, span <laughs> what it does for me is I, I, I've, you know, I've, I've proven it is I help myself focus on what do I really want? You know, right. do I want to, do I want to close the sale really quickly and burn the customer relationship? Or do I want a customer for life? Do I want to turn a small sale and something that can be big? And, and, you know, in for, in my business, you know, a small sale, you know, I, I made a sale in 2012, that company spent more than $3 million in my company, you know, and it was a tiny sale by then, but, but by focusing on the long-term relationship, it's paid off, you know, over and over and over for us because of that. I hope this podcast episode has provoked you to consider where you sit on the empathy scale and whether or not you need to start being more intentional about outcomes so that you can advance deals in your pipeline or more intentional about empathy so that you can build deeper relationships and close complex sales. Be sure to come back for the next episode where I continue my conversation with Diane Helbig. In the meantime, I hope I'll hear from you about what you think about this episode and the concept of outcome drive or empathy drive. You can text me directly at 706-397-4599. That's 1-706-397-4599.